Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read you the entire Bible, following the weekly Torah portions and reading from the other parts of scripture as well. My name is Karen and I am your reader today. Today is Thursday, March 30th. It is also the 8th of Nisan on the Hebrew calendar. And today in history, the priest entered the first temple to reconsecrate it during King Hezekiah's reign. From 2 Chronicles 29, it says, Now they began the consecration on the first day of the first month, and on the eighth day of the month they entered the porch of the Lord. Then they consecrated the house of the Lord on the eighth day, and finished on the sixteenth day of the first month. Our Torah portion for this week is Tzav, which means command. Today we'll be reading from Leviticus, O Vayikra, chapter 8, verses 14 through 21. Before we begin, though, let's take a moment to bless God and thank Him for His word. והכל העמים על ידי בנו ישוע, המשיח אדוננו. And that is, Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Then he brought the bull of the sin offering, And Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the bull of the sin offering. He killed it, and Moshe took the blood and put it around on the horns of the altar with his finger, and purified the altar, and poured out the blood of the base of the altar and sanctified it, to make atonement for it. He took all the fat that was on the innards, and the cover of the liver, and the two kidneys and their fat, and Moshe burned it on the altar. But the bull and its skin and its meat and its dung he burned with fire outside the camp, as the Lord commanded Moshe. He presented the ram of the burnt offering. Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram. He killed it, and Moshe sprinkled the blood around the altar. He cut the ram into its pieces, and Moshe burned the head and the pieces and the fat. He washed the innards and the legs with water, and Moshe burned the whole ram on the altar. It was a burnt offering for a pleasant aroma. It was an offering made by fire to the Lord, as the Lord commanded Moshe. That was Leviticus chapters 8, verses 14 through 21. Now to our reading from the prophets. We will be reading from Ishayo or Isaiah, chapter 33. Woe to you who destroy, but you were not destroyed, and who betray, but nobody betrayed you. When you have finished destroying, you will be destroyed, and when you have finished betrayal, you will be betrayed. O Lord, be gracious to us. We have waited for you. Be our strength every morning, our salvation also in the time of trouble. At the noise of the thunder, the people have fled. 
When you lift yourself up, the nations are scattered. Your plunder will be gathered as the caterpillar gathers. Men will leap on it as locusts leap. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He has filled Zion with justice and righteousness. There will be stability in your times, abundance of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is your treasure. Behold, their valiant ones cry outside. The ambassadors of peace weep bitterly. The highways are desolate. The traveling man ceases. The covenant is broken. He has despised the cities. He does not respect man. The land mourns and languishes. Lebanon is confounded and withers away. Sharon is like a desert, and Bashan and Carmel are stripped bare. Now I will arise, says the Lord. Now I will lift myself up. Now I will be exalted. You will conceive chaff, and you will give birth to stubble. Your breath is a fire that will devour you. The people will be like the burning of lime, like thorns that are cut down and burned in the fire. Hear you who are far off, what have I done, and you who are near? Acknowledge my might. The sinners in Zion are afraid. Trembling has seized the godless ones. Who made us? Who among us can live with the devouring fire? Who among us can live with everlasting burning? He who walks righteously and speaks blamelessly. He who despises the gain of the oppressions. Who gestures with his hands, refusing to take a bribe. Who stops his ears from hearing of blood and shuts his eyes from looking at evil. He will dwell on high. His place of defense will be the fortress of rocks. His bread will be supplied. His waters will be sure. Your eyes will see the king and his beauty. They will see a distant land. Your heart will muse on the terror. Where is he who counted? Where is he who weighed? Where is he who counted the towers? You will no longer see the fierce people, a people of a deep speech that you cannot comprehend, with a strange language that you cannot understand. Look at Sion, the city of our appointed festivals. Your eyes will see Yerushalayim, a quiet inhabitation, a tent that will not be removed. Its stakes will never be plucked up, nor will any of its cords be broken. But there the Lord will be with us in majesty a place of wide rivers and streams in which no galley with oars will go neither will any gallant ship pass by there for the lord is our judge the lord is our lawgiver the lord is our king he will save us your rigging is untied they could not strengthen the foot of their mast they could not spread the sail then the prey of great plunder was divided the lame took the prey The inhabitant will not say, I am sick. The people who dwell therein will be forgiven their iniquity. That was Ishayahu, chapters 33. Now to our reading from the Ketuvim, we will be reading from Proverbs, chapter 24. Do not be envious of evil men, neither desire to be with them, for their heart plots violence and their lips talk about mischief. Through wisdom a house is built, 
By understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all rare and beautiful treasure. A wise man has great power, and a knowledgeable man increases strength. For by wise guidance you wage your war, and victory is in many advisers. Wisdom is too high for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. One who plots to do evil will be called a schemer. The schemes of folly are sin, and the mocker is detested by men. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Rescue those who are being led away to death. Indeed, hold back those who are staggering to the slaughter. If you say, Behold, we did not know this, does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? And does not he who guards your soul know it? Shall he not render to every man according to his work? My son, eat honey, for it is good, the droppings of the honeycomb, which are sweet to your taste. So you shall know wisdom to be to your soul. If you have found it, then there will be a reward, and your hope will not be cut off. Do not lay in wait, wicked man, against the habitation of the righteous. Do not destroy his resting place, for a righteous man falls seven times and rises up again, but the wicked are overthrown by the calamity. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls. Do not let your heart be glad when he is overthrown, lest the Lord see it and it displeased him, and he turn away his wrath from him. Do not fret yourself because of evildoers, neither be envious of the wicked, for there will be no reward to the evil man. The lamp of the wicked will be snuffed out. My son, fear the Lord and the King. Do not join those who are rebellious, for their calamity will rise suddenly, and who knows what destruction may come from them both. These also are sayings of the wise. To show partiality in judgment is not good. He who says to the wicked, You are righteous. Peoples will curse him, and nations will abhor him. But it will go well with those who convict the guilty, and a rich blessing will come on them. An honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. Prepare your work outside and get your fields ready. Afterwards, build your house. Do not be a witness against your neighbor without cause, and do not deceive with your lips. Do not say, I will do to him as he has done to me. I will repay the man according to his work. I went by the field of the sluggard, by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. Behold, it was all grown over with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles, and its stone wall was broken down. Then I saw and considered well. I saw and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So your poverty will come as a robber, and your want as an armed man. That was Proverbs or Michelet, chapter 24. And now to our final readings for today. We will be reading from Acts, chapter 23. Then Paul, looking steadfastly at the council, said, Men, brothers, I have lived before God in all good conscience until this day, 
And the Kohen Gadol Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, Adonai will strike you, you whitewashed wall. Do you sit to judge me according to the Torah and command me to be stricken contrary to the Torah? But those who stood by said, Do you revile Elohim's Kohen Gadol? Then Paul said, I did not know, brothers, that he was the Kohen Gadol. For it is written, You shall not speak evil over a ruler of your people. But when Paul perceived that one part was Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men, brothers, I am a Pharisee, a son of a Pharisee. Concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am being judged. And when he said this, an argument arose between the Pharisees and Sadducees, and the crowd was divided. For the Sadducees say there is no resurrection, nor angel, nor spirit, but the Pharisees confess all of these. Then a great clamor arose, and some of the Torah teachers of the Pharisees' party stood up and contended sharply, saying, We find no evil in this man. But if a spirit or angel has spoken to him, let us not fight against Adonai. And when a great argument arose, the commander, fearing that Paul would be torn to pieces by them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force from among them and bring him into the barracks. But the following night the Lord stood by him and said, Cheer up, Paul, for as you have testified about me at Yerushalayim, so you must testify also at Rome. And when it was day, some of the Judeans banded together and bound themselves under a curse, saying that they would neither eat nor drink until they had killed Paul. And there were more than forty people who had made this conspiracy. They came to the chief Kohanim and elders and said, We have bound ourselves under a great curse to taste nothing until we have killed Paul. Now you, therefore, together with the council, inform the commander that he should bring him down to you tomorrow, as though you were going to judge his case more exactly, but we are ready to kill him before he comes near. But when Paul's sister's son heard of their ambush, he came and entered into the barracks and told Paul. And Paul summoned one of the centurions and said, Bring this man to the commander, for he has something to tell him. So he took him and brought him to the commander and said, Paul the prisoner summoned me and asked me to bring this young man to you, for he has something to tell you. And the commander took him by the hand and going aside asked him privately, What is it that you have to tell me? And he said, The Judeans have agreed to ask you to bring Paul down to the council tomorrow as though intending to inquire somewhat more accurately concerning him. Therefore do not yield to them, for more than forty men lie in wait for him, who have bound themselves under a curse to neither eat nor drink until they have killed him. Now they are ready, looking for the promise from you. So the commander dismissed the young man, charging him, Tell no one that you have revealed these things to me. And he called to himself two of the centurions and said, Prepare two hundred soldiers to go as far as Casalia with seventy horsemen and two hundred men armed with spears at the third hour of the night.
and he asked them to provide animals, that they may set Paul on one, and bring him safely to Felix, the governor. And he wrote a letter like this, Claudius Lucius, to the most excellent governor, Felix, greetings. This man was seized by the Judeans and was about to be killed by them. When I came with the soldiers and rescued him, having learned that he was a Roman, desiring to know the cause why they accused him, I brought him down to their council. I found him to be accused about questions of their law, but not to be charged with anything worthy of death or imprisonment. When I was told that the Judeans lay in wait for the man, I sent him to you immediately, charging his accusers also to bring their accusations against him before you. Farewell. Then the soldiers, carrying out their orders, took Paul and brought him by night to Antipatris. But on the next day they left the horsemen to go with him and returned to the barracks. When they came to Cassalia and delivered the letter to the governor, they also presented Paul to him. And when the governor had read it, he asked what province he was from. When he understood that he was from Cilicia, he said, I will hear you fully when your accusers also arrive. He commanded that he be kept in Herod's palace. That was Acts chapters 23. If you are reading through the apostolic writings twice this year's cycle, you will also be reading Revelation chapter 17 today. That concludes our readings for today, and I pray that they have blessed you and continue to bless you as you go throughout your day. Until next time, Busy Moms, this is Karen with Daily Bread from Busy Moms, wishing you Shalom from Israel. Thank you.